Hello there. Welcome to Babylon with the boys. I'm Chris Gervais. Um, and I just woke up at like 6:30 this morning for no reason. Must be the must be that new year feeling that we have today. Even though it's not the new year, we have that new year feeling because happy new year, everybody. This is happy new year. Uh, my name is Spencer Fleming, Spencer Chef Spicy Flem. I'm glad you saved me for last because mine is going to be a bit of a story. I have realized something, okay? We are all too dependent on the Wi-Fi. And when that does not work, you should see like how a house of people's character would just completely break down within a matter of two minutes. Like literally, it starts with the realizer. I call them the realizer. This is the realizer who comes to the to the discovery that the internet is gone. And they're always the one with the most urgency. So they'll go. Like, uh... And for some reason, instead of just fixing the problem, they announce it. It's down. <laughs> it's down. And then there's the followers, the ones who also start realizing. And you always congregate to the main room of the house. Oh my god, it's down. It's down. Everybody comes to the same house, and then you know the leaders like now now everybody. Nobody panic. And then someone goes, ah! and starts throwing things down and running around houses like, please control yourselves. We can fix it with just a phone call. There must be something wrong. So it's like, what do you say? I don't give it I have to do. And then people start like panicking. And he's like, here, just get on the phone. I'm sure they'll fix it for you. And then you get on the phone, your whole house is freaking out. And you're like, <laughs> and you like pick it up. Hello? Hello? Tech support? And they're like, hi, how may I help you? And their calm demeanor just makes you want to punch them in the freaking face. Because they're always just like, hi, how can I help you? It's like, do you not sense the urgency? I've gone five minutes without Wi-Fi. Like, literally, I'm going into withdrawal. I have the shakes at night. Like, this is going to do permanent damage for sure. My baby's going to come out with three arms because of this shit. And, like, this guy's just like, oh, yeah. And he always starts with, did you try resetting it? No, I just called you because it's a Saturday morning. And it was. I just want to hear your voice. Yes, I tried resetting it, you whore. But no, he doesn't want to hear that. And he's like, reset it again. And you're like, you get reset it again. I'm not resetting this again. And then he's like, okay. So I just took a look, and it appears you're running on the eight blah, 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 set per second internet. Um, we can boost you up to, like, this and no extra. I was like, just do it. Like, you don't tell me that. I don't want to hear the numbers. I don't know what they mean. Just put it in. Just put it in. And then as soon as the Wi-Fi comes back on, like, literally... Your whole family celebrates for like 30 seconds. Like there's just a moment of group hugging and camaraderie. And then you all go into your separate corners and never see each other for the next 12 hours of the day. Yeah, there you go. Tell me if every family does not have the same experience. Um, that's probably how every family has that. Um, yeah. Last night our power was flicking on and off. Oh, yeah. We were just like, and we were just like, yeah, we hope it doesn't stay off. And then. We have like, there's like a Google Home and there's like an Alexa and there's all right. the crap that's like automatically on. So as soon as the power comes back on and there's like a million noises. Yep. And my my stepdad was like, the, the appliances, the appliances, do we have surge protectors? Do we have surge protectors? <laughs> I was like, have surge protectors. <laughs> oh, it was great. Dude, it was great. That that happened to my PS4 once with the power. Look at well, like every when... time the power goes off, your PS4 and PS. I'm sure the PS5 has the same thing. They just get angry at you. They're like, "You turn this off improperly. Don't do it again." Yeah, I know. They start like scolding you. It's like, "Bitch, you think I wanted to do this?" But like, I turned it back on, and like all the progress was gone for like a game I was playing, and I was like. Yo, nutty. Okay. Like, the least you could have done is just, like, put me back to where I started when I picked up the game. But no, it was all gone. I was like, okay, well. It's yeah, pretty yeah. crazy how, how dependent we are. Maybe we should just, like, 
me and me and Spencer should just like go for a weekend to like a a cabin and like don't even have lights, just have like candles, have candles and play candles. play Monopoly for like three days straight. Dude, it honestly that game takes friggin' three days. So yeah. bad. Um, you know, I bring this up because me and you won't be able to tell this, but me and Carson were supposed to record like an hour earlier. And he was like texting me and he's like, what's going on? And (laughs) finally, my dad has, yeah, my dad has like this hotspot so you can like tether to his phone or whatever. And he comes Mm -hmm. back from his walk and I tethered and I was like, yo, dude. Um, And today my mom was the person who was like, oh, the Wi-Fi is down. And for, she starts, every mom will start asking like you to do, she's like, could you just maybe stop what you're doing? And then what I'm doing will resume. And you're like, that's not a fair trade, is it? (laughs) And it like literally without internet, people will lose their morale so quickly. And it's great. Let's just all like strive to become one big, you know, like fleshy mollusk attached to the side of our technology. Yeah. Let's all just become like the people in Wally. Yes, let's do it. Um, but anyway, today we're not talking about Wally or mollusks. Um, or mollusks. We're talking about a year in review of a year. 2020. <laughs> a year. <laughs> One. Well, this has been a pretty bad year, but <laughs> it's also been a bad year for the film industry. So we're taking a deep dive into that and see what's kind of changed with the film industry because there's some there's some yeah. permanent changes. There's some permanent changes. Um, should we, are we allowed to like do predictions to what we think like it will have an effect on? Yeah, I think uh, let's get into all of that. Um, yeah, okay, cool. And before we fully deep dive, um, go check us out on Facebook, Babylon with the Boys. Go check us out on Instagram, Babylon with the Boys, all with a Z at the end. Um, and go check out our YouTube channel, Babylon with the Boys. We got highlights from our episodes there. If you don't like watching, don't like listening. That you can watch. Um, watch our beautiful faces. Yeah, watch our beautiful faces. Exactly. My sister, you know, I'm so, I feel so old, dude, because I don't have TikTok. And my sister was like, yo, there's like this meme on t- TikTok now where like guys will like stroke their chins while saying things semi romantically. And apparently I can't do it right and I feel very insecure about it. Um, I've not heard of this. Um, no, no, because we're old. You see what happens? There's like a generational gap between 15 and 19 year olds. We're not old. I don't really feel left out, I have to say. <clears throat> it doesn't really seem like that big of a... I don't... It doesn't seem like I'm missing much. No, I don't. I like... I always say when this shit happens, I'm like, it's a fad. It'll go away. And then for the past couple times, it just hasn't gone away. and I'm getting scared. <laughs> like, like, I was like... TikTok won't last. And then, like, it's still there, and I'm like, oh, maybe I am missing something, and eventually it will convert me. Well, dude, like, it's, come on, like, it's not like it's high art or anything. It's not like it's the Godfather. It's not gonna last forever. There will be a point in time where almost everyone on the planet hasn't seen the Godfather. There will be a point in time. That's a scary thought. It's like Citizen Kane. It's like all that. There's <laughs> stuff that is timeless, and there's stuff that is of its time. And TikTok, I'm afraid, is of its time. But there's some stuff that's, like, charmingly of its time, you know? Like, Back to the Future is very much, especially the second one, is very much, like, of its time. Because it's, like, in 2015, there'll be, like, flying cars and all that shit. And then 2015 came around, I was like, I don't see my uh, suck-up sneakers. I don't see my flying cars. What's going on? Are we comparing TikTok to Back to the Future right now? Should I? Should we just stop and get into the thing? Because I feel like it's sac- sacrilege. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I'm okay. one Spencer. I recited um, half of Coraline, like an hour and a bit of Coraline to my friend yesterday, all for memory. I am awesome. Ooh. How long did that take? Ooh. Um, well, because I only briefly describe the scenes that didn't have dialogue it was only like 40 minutes but 
Um, and like he sat the whole time, didn't say a word, and just sat patiently as I did the whole thing. I I sung all the songs, making up a song about Coraline. I sung the friggin' I'm known as the siren through all seven seas, but of hopes by the day. I did the whole thing, whole thing, and then I got to exactly the line. Mmm, they're cocoa beetles from Zanzibar. Also, you just started recording as I said that, so it's gonna be funny. You're gonna like start. He started recording like the video for this. As I said, they're cocoa beetles from Zanzibar. So it's gonna be funny in the editing room when like a clip just starts with that. Could you just could you just do a little clap? Yes, sir. Ready? Yes. The Oscars. The Oscars. The Oscars. <laughs> Crisis alert. Okay, let's talk about it. Something big has happened with the Oscars this year. Not many people are talking about it. They've released new rules. Mm-hmm. To be eligible for Oscars, yes, they have, um, which will be effective as twenty in twenty twenty four, I believe. For that, filmmakers have like a chance to adhere to those rules, which I'll talk about in a second. Well, the thing is, it's about it's going to be put in at the twenty twenty four Oscars. So does that mean it's going to be on twenty twenty three movies? Probably. Oh, I see your point. No, I try for 2023. So, that's not that far away. No, it's not. And this is going to, you obviously like to say, like, oh, of course, not all movies are, like, aiming for the Oscars. But, like, if you're aiming for the Oscars, you now have to follow these rules. Yeah. Which is pretty huge, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it's pretty huge in the way that, let's be honest, though, the Oscars always had their rules of how to win the Oscars. It's just that they weren't written on a page. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the best picture of the year is usually actually the most important picture of the year. Like, it doesn't actually mean it was the best, in my opinion, it doesn't mean that it was the best made film. As of late, they've usually been picking like the most important film like the last five years or so that's why like black panther was nominated and all that stuff because it was important that it was made i Um, i would also say that black panther was an amazing amazing movie not yeah not a lot of people agree with me but i think like it has some of the most poignant themes and the poignant writing in all of the mcu yeah, no, I, I totally feel you. Um, To me, it's like... I feel like it doesn't get its, like, due almost because of the overhype. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, like, a real bad amount of, like, over... I, I saw it, like, opening night. So I kind of missed out on, like, going a week later and having everyone scream in your face that it's the best movie ever made. So I understand why there's, like, a group of people who don't like it as much, because it's like, oh, you told me it's the best movie ever, and it's like, well, yeah, because people kind of lost their shit. But I think as a movie, I, I really enjoyed it. I saw it, like, three times in theaters. All right. Yeah, I, I agree with it. I agree with you. Um, Should we get into what the new rules are? Yes. Let's go into it. Do you, do you have the rules? Um, do you want me to read them? I can, I can get them if you want. I, I got them right here, actually. I got them. Oh, okay. Put a, like a whole okay. note thing and just gonna bring out the good old piece of paper here. Um. The classic. So, you have to get two of the four standards. See, this is pretty complex. Two of the four standards. Yeah. So there's four standards, but you don't have to have all four. Just two of the four. Just two of the four. Um. And then here's the A standard. You must have one. Um, you must have one of this, one of these rules to be in the A standard. So you have to have a lead or significant supporting um, actor, be a person of an underrepresented group. So that means like racially unrepresented, ethnically, or uh, people with disabilities. 
But see, that raises a question. Because let's say there's a gay character in the movie, but the person who's playing the character isn't gay. Are you allowed because the character's gay, or is it is it that the actor playing the character has to be gay? That's the thing. That's There's the thing. Great, like, yeah. There is some interesting stuff. Let me lay out the rest of the rules. At least 30% of all actors um, in secondary or min- minor roles should be um, the underrepresented group. So women um, of racial or ethnic groups, um, LGBTQ+, or have certain disabilities like blindness or deafness or those kind of disabilities. So that's one third, right? Yeah, that's 30%. 30%. Basically one third. And then the main storyline should be about a woman or unre- un- underrepresented group. So like all the other stuff. That and this is to be nominated for what? Everything? I, I haven't I haven't figured out if it's nominated for everything. I've just figured out that it's I feel like this is for best best for that stuff. Yeah, because I feel like there's some things that this doesn't apply for. Um standard B. Uh two or more department heads or higher should be of an underrepresented group. So that means like your your gaffers, your key grips, um, your directors, your editors, your Producer. producers. So like kind of above the line, but also um, department yeah. heads as well. Yes. Um, at least six members of crew should be of the under, underrepresented groups. And crew meaning... The, the underlings of the people we just mentioned. So, like, if there's a, a lead gaffer, then there's, you know, there's people who would work for that person, and that's that's what they mean by crew. And if you don't know what gaffer or key grip is, a gaffer is, like, that means lighting. That's, like, the lighting person. Yeah. And then a key grip is basically, like, everything that you put around the light and, like, the dollies and the yeah. that kind of stuff. A dolly and a dolly. Oh my god, there's so many, so much film terms. A dolly is like a piece of machinery that varies in levels of complication. Sometimes they're on a track, sometimes they're on a wheel. And essentially, it's just so you can put the camera on it and get like tracking shots. It's on a wheel so you can like follow things. Um, but yeah, so there's people who are heads of those departments and like the key grip, which just means he's the head of it. And then there's just like the grips and stuff who work for him. Um, Part in the film lingo. Yeah. Um, at least 30%. So either six members or 30% of the crew should be of underrepresented groups. Yeah. And then we got... Now here's where it gets interesting. There's two more standards. Standard C and standard D. Standard C is there should be paid apprenticeship for underrepresented groups or training opportunities to develop skills for people of underrepresented groups. Right. And then standard D is this um, people of underrepresented groups should be involved in marketing, uh, publicity and distribution of the project. Um, so that's mm-hmm. like hiring companies that have a, a good a good portion of people who work for them as underrepresented groups. See, does that count? Or is, or can you also use, like, let's say you have um, an actor of some sort of ethnic descent and you get him to, like, promote the film. Doesn't that also count then? Does that count as promotion? I'm not yeah, sure. Because they do, A, they do those interviews. But let's say you have, like, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, Will Smith's YouTube channel. But, like, he'll, like, release, like, a trailer for a movie he's in, like, on his channel and stuff like that. So does that count? Or do you have to go outside of your your already established crew and cast? Let's delve into this more, yeah. Okay, because I have some big thoughts. Some big noggins. One thing that I want to say, when this first came out, people were like, (laughs) okay, you can just have an apprenticeship. Oh, you can just have 
people in marketing and distribution that you get a pass. So there's still there's still a way that Irishman could have been um, mm-hmm. up for best picture. But the thing about it is that you have to have two of the four standards. So you have to have a paid apprenticeship um, and a good portion in marketing and distribution of the people of under underrepresented groups. Yeah. So it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. I have to say. Okay. Look, I have. Th- give us your thoughts. Spencer. I have, I have thoughts. And here's the thing. I'm going to be very careful about saying this because um, in our industry, guess what? If I ever want to go to the Oscars, I should shut my mouth. <laughs> but uh, that being said, please, you know, I'd be happy if you'd love to invite me one day, Mr. Oscar. Uh, <laughs> please consider me for invitation and or possible nomination. You'll see me up in that stage in about 10 to 15 years. Mwah. Anyways. Okay. So here's the thing. No shade to the Oscars because they're probably trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. But by being inclusive, they're also kind of being limiting. Um, not no, not so much in the crew aspect, but there's some stories that you can't tell with like a thirty percent minority like lead cast only because like, let's say you're telling a mafia story, right? And it's like set in the fifties. It would be unrealistic to have some of your lead like gangsters be minorities who work in this this crime collective because they wouldn't have been so like there is like kind of that and then the other thing is good but you know what i get it they're trying to do more like diversity and inclusion i get it um the other thing though is it's like okay so we have rules for like movies now. Yeah. And the problem is I don't like the idea of someone just doing this so they can get like an Oscar nomination. You know, like, oh, well, we're gonna get best picture this year. Cause that implies that they're only making the movie not because they want to, which a lot of studios do. They just do it for like money and stuff like that. But that's like emphasizing the the corporate side of it and like the side of it where someone just wants to win an Oscars. So they make Oscar bait movies, which are movies that are trying to appeal to the Oscars um, before they even had the rules. Now they're just giving them a guideline. So it's like you want to be get a best picture, you just do this and you at least get like so it's it's almost like this like good. Like it's it's I'm I'm mixed because good diversity, good thing. Encourage that. Awesome. Encouraging, you know, like here's the guideline to possibly get nominated. And it's like, what if you have a story that doesn't apply? I don't think we should get rid of stories of white people. Like I'm not, I'm a minority. I love seeing my people represented on the screen. I love seeing other cultures represented on the screen, but I don't think we should like get rid of, of the white man story. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Cause there's some stories that perhaps having a diverse cast doesn't make any sense. And it could be, like, a better movie than the one they nominated. But because it didn't fit, like, with one of the things in, like, column A or whatever, then it's not going to get nominated. I feel like we should just judge movies for movies. Yeah. I kind of feel like they were kind of... The Oscars were kind of going this way anyway. They were. Well, they were. They're just verbally announcing it. They're verbally announcing it. And they're making it a rule instead of kind of like a kind of principle that they were going towards yeah they're doing like i get the idea and it's definitely like a good idea the problem is i don't know if people who adhere to this like these rules are doing it for like the reasons of inclusion or if they're just trying to win an oscar and at that point it's like i guess take advantage of it but then also it's like you're not really genuinely doing this you just want edit it's a very mixed bag i have very mixed emotions about the whole thing I understand how you're feeling. I definitely do. But I feel like part of it is like you say, oh, they shouldn't do that because they 
they feel like it's it will just win them an Oscar. They shouldn't just do. They shouldn't just be inclusive like that because they want to get an Oscar. Yeah. And to that, I say sometimes you need to you need rules to make people's minds change. Oh yeah, for sure. Um... And I think this could be a change for for society as a whole. And and I do think that. Um, people of underrepresented groups do yeah I see what you're saying about the about the whole people should be doing this for the right reasons but yeah I'm not saying it's bad to have in, like a more inclusive no. you know no. that's not a bad thing obviously but yeah. it's like I don't know um is this like this is like now a rule on paper, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, this other thing too is like the Grammys and stuff do stuff like this. Uh, I think they did it. They made like a different category for either like R and B or like rap or something like that this year. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Because Tyler the Creator said some stuff when he won the Grammys. Like, why can't we just like be nominated for pop? Why does it always have to be like hip hop or R and B? And then they're like, oh. <laughs> Like, I always feel like these big, like, corporations or ideas or, like, events are always, like, trying to, like, backtrack. (laughs) Um, And I think there's definitely, like, I think it will influence maybe progress. But at the same time, I feel like it's also, like, are we, should we limit? Should film have rules? That's what I'm saying. Um, I think it's great that you want to, like, be inclusive, but should it have rules for the Oscars? Could there be rules, perhaps? I feel like this isn't the Oscars job, is what I'm trying to say. I feel like, like, unions should be doing this or something. I feel like production companies should be doing this. Production companies and, like, unions should be encouraging this stuff. I don't know if it's, like, the Oscars. They're, like, there's people making the movies, and then there's the Oscars, right? I feel like if you make the Oscars the, like, center of change, it has to start from actual people making the movies. And then we'll get there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like we went backwards. Yeah. But, but one thing I do think will be good is that um, beyond getting people of people of like, getting women, pe- people of um, racial and ethnic groups more spotlight in films there's a whole nother section here that is quite interesting people with disabilities you don't see that much on screen you don't see actors with actual disabilities you don't see um autistic actors you don't see um rarely if you do blind actors you don't see those actors getting the spotlight that a lot of times they deserve that's true that's true. Ah, I, see, I see the point of that. Yeah. I really, I really hope this brings in a change for that. I have not seen Pinterest Falcon, but I heard the, um, the. I'm not sure if he's autistic or has Down syndrome. Um, I think it's I think it's Down syndrome. But I've heard the actor in that is quite incredible. Okay, he, yeah, I've I've seen a movie, so I won't spoil it for you, but um. The whole movie, like the whole movie, is amazing. Um, so go watch Peanut Butter Falcon if you haven't seen that. But yeah, mm-hmm. we should see more films like Peanut Butter Falcon out there, and more of them gain attention at the Oscars. And maybe, I've, maybe you'll shift that way. Where... I feel like that's a good point. See, it may encourage someone to start telling stories about something they hadn't considered before. Mm-hmm. That's true. So that's why I said I'm not against the Oscars for it. I'm just kind of like in the middle because I see like I see the good things that could come of it, and I see really the only way for me to like judge if this was a good or bad call is when it's actually implemented. Yeah, like wait till twenty twenty four or three, technically I guess three, because that's when people will be making movies for twenty twenty four, and see if like it's implemented well. And if it is, then like awesome, you know. It will have to see how the film world reacts to it. Um. And I hope that this 
does spawn into studios. So maybe those people who have films that are about um, people with disabilities or people of the LGBTQ um, plus community, of course, people of the racial and ethnic um, groups and women. But yeah. Maybe people are like, I'm not sure if we're ready for um, a film that explores the the depths of the LGBTQ community. But maybe now that they're like, okay, you know what? The Oscars want it. They're looking Here, for it. Here's some money for it. You know, That's true. The Ooh. Oscars looking for films about um, autism and Down syndrome and disabilities. Here's some money for your for your script that you have that before I was more reluctant to give you. That's true. It may open the door. Also, like more people like you and me who are more independent, maybe, and who wouldn't have gotten opportunities to tell like different stories. Um, you have maybe more opportunity now. So like I said, it's not a all terrible thing. I just have to see really how like what comes of this to determine if it's like a good or a bad thing. Um, there's like a sense of like, why does film have rules? But it's also like, well, you know, the world changes, art changes with it. So it's like, it's, it's all, it's all a little mixed up. So, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting when we actually like get to 2024 and see what this produces. Um, but I, I would like to see, um, it's it'll be nice to see more chances being given, which you have seen a little bit. Um, and I think, you know, most people who like film, um, especially like I'm not speaking for it. This is a very broad generalization, but most people that I've met who just like are really passionate about film, they don't have like a, oh, well, I only you know watch like American movies or I only do. It's mostly like if it's good, they'll watch it. Yeah. type thing i think we've kind of like created in our own heads that like oh there's like oh anything foreign is bad well really I, you know especially going to film school i met like a lot of people are just like if it's good i'll watch it so mm -hmm. there's like a lot of good story ideas out there like you said that someone wasn't willing to bank bankroll on so maybe now they will so that's cool that's that could be definitely a positive that's what i'm excited for and i know there's kind of like a thing where as you said what about actors playing people of um, LGBTQ plus or playing people with disabilities? Mm -hmm. And yes, that has led to Daniel Day-Lewis and My Left Foot and uh, who else? Al Pacino and Sandra. Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart in <laughs> Brian the make of that French movie that's way better. Um, that French movie is fire. The Untouchables, Intouchables, Untouch. Is it Untouchables or Intouchables? No, it's Intouchables. Intouchables, because Untouchables is a different movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, but to that I say, that has been happening for many, many, many years. Yeah. And maybe just for a little bit, we should switch around. We should switch around and give these people who actually have these disabilities, those opportunities to be those actors. Yeah, no, I think that's good. Cause like, definitely if you have a disability, but you have the talent to act, but you were ignored because here's the thing. I don't actually think like the studios are necessarily going like, we have movies about someone with a disability, but we can't cast someone with a disability because <laughs> we're mean and we like, no, I think it's because when they see Brian Cranston's face on a poster, they know they're going to get more money. Exactly. And I don't necessarily have a problem with someone without a disability playing, because it's acting. I get it. You're hmm. already playing pretend. Like, I don't expect, you know, Spider-Man to actually, like, Tom Holland come in real life and actually shoot webs. I get it. You're playing pretend. <laughs> so I'm not mad that you're, like, playing someone with a disability. But I think if there's someone who's better for the job who got passed simply because we won't recognize his face on a poster, this probably gives that person an opportunity. So there's definitely good things to come of it. Yeah. Hopefully. God, hopefully. 2020 was so bad. You don't know. But we will just have to see. We will. Because there um, could be movies that 
it could not change. You know what I'm saying? Like, we yeah. could come to 2023 Oscars, and it could look the same as any other year, but they're like, oh, we've signed off on C&D. So we're yeah. okay. Like, we've signed off. We've done the um, done the apprenticeship. We've done the distribution. We're good. Back off, man. Yeah. <laughs> but- yeah. But also, let's see if they break their own rules because, like, a movie doesn't adhere to their thing, but it becomes, like, a huge cultural phenomenon. You know? That'd be pretty hilarious. Yeah. If, like, some movie doesn't adhere to their rules, but, like, it'd be, like, sacrilege not to include it. Then what happens? That that poses a moral dilemma because then everyone's going to say the Oscars are bogus because the, the clearly the best picture of the year didn't win. And then there's going to be a whole thing. So this is going to be interesting. <laughs> this is going to be quite the tale um my old-fashioned duck would say (laughs) um what do you think of so we've talked a lot about these new rules of the oscars but let's talk about something that happened a a little bit ago and also let's talk about these oscars coming up because last year i think it was last year was the first year that they switched it from the um, foreign language film to the international film. Yeah. Do are you hoping? Because this is my this is my hope that we get some Canadian films in there in the international film. Since it's not foreign film, oh, foreign language anymore. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Let's get some Canadian films. Definitely. Um, the thing is, I think we've been so close to America, like literally in proximity. I don't know if we were excluded before because of, like, oh, they're Canadian. <laughs> I don't know if it's that or it's because, like, sometimes we just don't make good movies. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, I think I went, I'm going to film school here. I think there's some legitimate talent. I think there's actual stories to tell. Yeah, I used to think can like just Canadian content was garbage. And then like, I was like, no, actually there's some good stuff here. I think, I just think no one's listening right now. There's a show that was on and like HBO, but it was from, it was like in Toronto. It was like filmed in Toronto called um, sensitive skin. And I like really enjoyed the show. And then it turns out that just like no one else heard about it. I'm like, no, it's actually pretty good. Like give it a try. Well, let's talk about Shit's Creek. When you well, like- that's getting its due though. That's getting its due. Winning all of the Emmys. All of them. Literally all of them. What I want to say about Canadian content is that Vancouver, specifically, (laughs) there's so many films, so many TV shows that are filmed here. But Almost everything is filmed here. The creative side of it doesn't come from here. It comes from LA. They fly. They do all their stuff. (laughs) Why, when they realize that we have like creative talent here and you could just make everything here, that's when we're going to take off. When they're like, oh, wait, we have writers here. We don't have to like source them from LA. You could just like use the writer who lives next door and then make the movie right there. And it, no, it doesn't have to be a stupid Hallmark or like femme fatale. She's your girlfriend, but she's also secretly your mom's girlfriend and she's killing your bunnies in your sleep made-for-TV movie that I see on once a week. You know? Like, it's actually, like, a, a movie movie. Yeah. And we have those, too. My dream is to open a production company and actually make creative films here. Yeah. I can have, like, the creative um, come from Vancouver. Because we have so much, we have so much um, technical talent. We have so many, so much crew here. But none of the higher ups, none of the above the line, comes from Vancouver, which mm-hmm. makes me very unhappy. <laughs> I'm not happy, Bob. It not just makes me feel like exactly. This makes me feel like LA is just coming in in Vancouver and just like sucking us dry. Exactly, sucking the teat. Of the hard work. I don't know where I'm going with that. But no, yeah, I agree. Maybe this will open the door for some Canadian production. (laughs) But, of course, it is solely focused on getting 
more diversity, more and more diversity into that um, international film genre, international film category, yeah. but also in the best picture category. Yeah. Because for the past two years, we've had, and last year we had Parasite win, and the year before we had Roman nominated. And I think that's going to continue as well. Yes, man. It better. It better. But let's talk about this year. Yeah. The Oscars this year. It's going to be thin. It's going to be thin, but they made rules. They switched around the rules. Oh, my God. What? We've been talking for half hour and we're only only half done? (laughs) No, they switched their rules so that places that only release it through streaming can be still eligible for Oscars. Oh, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I knew that. Which, it would have been stupid if they didn't do that. Because if they didn't do that, they literally have like five movies. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I kind of was expecting them to do that. Because otherwise, it just wouldn't have made sense if they didn't do that. So, I've been trying to like hop around to each streaming site, like trying to absorb everything that I can. Oh, yeah, same. I've been like sucking it all down. Um, Have you seen The Devil all the time yet? No. Have I have not seen that one because I count like a horror movie. <laughs> it's not. Okay. It's oh, more I... like a Coen Brother movie, honestly. I love Coen Brothers. Yeah. It's like that, but with like less witty dialogue. Ah. And more like deep southern accents. Deep southern accents and Robert Pattinson scaring you with his vocal range. That's about... His vocal range? Well, not singing-wise, just like... How I don't actually know what he himself sounds like because every time I see him in a movie, he sounds completely different. Yeah, I don't know either. Should we pass it off to HBO Max? I think we should. HBO Max. HBO Max. That's the song. No, it's not. The song of HBO Max is actually oh, because like the static and then. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate myself. Okay. So, what, uh, what's new? What's the big elephant in the room? <laughs> they've made a deal with Warner Bros. Um, that all, like most of, the, of their 2021 slate will be released on HBO Max and in theaters at the same time. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if this means they're going to make it premium, like they did with like with Milan, or if they're going to just release it and it's going to be like free for anybody who has an HBO Max subscription. I don't know. They're probably going to charge for it, but like, if you are, let's say you have four people in your house. Mm-hmm. Um, to go see Wonder Woman would have cost you roughly around like 60 bucks. Maybe less, maybe more. Depending on like 3D and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. So now, let's say they charge 30 bucks for it. You're actually saving $30 if you sit and watch it as a family at home. Mm-hmm. And then do your cheap microwave popcorn for like $2. And then there you go. I have a massive question to ask you. I have a massive answer to give you. Give it to me! Does this... Is this the end of theaters? Is this the end of Spider-Man? That's what the guy at the news recorded said in Spider-Man 3. When Sandman's like... Boom! Just hits it. Anyways, enough about... You're dodging my question. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Are you, are you out of the job? Can I talk? Okay. This is, you're getting inside trading information. <laughs> I used to work at a movie theater. Um, and technically, I'm still not fired. I'm just on um, leave because of COVID. But, uh, yeah. Anywho, mm-hmm. here is what I'm predicting. Uh, it's not looking too good, sweetheart. <laughs> now, someone said, someone told me, like, no, but it's good. Because if they do this, perhaps the, like, um, Warner Bros. and like stuff will give theaters a higher 
cut of their ticket percentage, which may keep theaters afloat. Because if you're not aware, right now, movie theaters don't actually make that much money off the ticket themselves. It's mostly concessions, so popcorn, snacks, and, like, arcades and all that stuff. Yeah. That's what that's where they're actually making their revenue off of. The tickets, it's like 2% or something like that. Mm-hmm. So maybe they'll increase the percentage that the theaters get to keep. But then I was like, but would they do that? Because like I just said, 30 bucks for the whole family to see the movie, you just lost another $30 in revenue. Mm-hmm. So why would they do that? So it's like... <laughs> this could be the end. This... This is the end. What? Hold the popcorn and go to theater ten. Oh uh, yeah, this could be it. It could be over, dude. I that which sucks because I love the theater. I used to see like I'm not even joking. Three movies a week. I was never a huge theater person, but when I went, I like have memories of that. Of course, I have memories of watching Hereditary yeah. because it's scar. <laughs> Um, I'm surprised you didn't leave the freaking theater. I'm should have. You sh- you literally that movie is the definition of not for you. Not for me. Um. Yeah. And I truly remember seeing Mad Max Fury Road. Dude, theater. that was one um, of the best theater experiences I've ever had. It was awesome. Yeah. And what a day! What a lovely day! Yeah, what a witness be blood bag. <laughs> That's my favorite. Yeah, no, it's very cool. Yeah. Um. But anyway, I really want to see those in the theater. I really want to see. I never saw Gravity in the theater. I watched it at home, and I could feel it. I could feel. It. I was like, this would be a theater movie that I should have watched. Yeah. No, that that's definitely yeah. Dude, watching like any of the Avengers movies in theaters was always like an experience, especially the first one when I was like a kid and I went with my dad and my sister and we were all just like blown away by the fact that this was happening. Going, you know? Yeah. Going and seeing Endgame in the theater. Yeah. And like that five years later. And, and like, everyone goes, Whoa! <laughs> everybody goes, Oh, like they just got punched in the gut. Yeah, dude. I'm like, this is what oh. I live for. But. Or. Or friggin' going in to see Parasite and it was an empty theater and I didn't know what to expect. I was told nothing about the movie. Me and my friend just like saw it. And I was like, something about this tells me that this is going to be like one of the best movies I've seen this year. And then we just went into the theater. There's like two other people there. And we were just, like, engrossed in a story that I had no clue in what direction it was going the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, the time, I saw Toy Story 4, and I was supposed to go on a date, and I got off my shift, and I paid for a combo number two, which means two popcorns and two drinks. And then she called me right as I did that and said that she canceled on me and bailed. And I went and watched Toy Story 4 by myself with two bags of popcorn and two drinks and I ate and drank all of it and cried at the end of the movie and then a bunch of kids in the theater laughed at me and then I cursed at them and ran out sobbing. How can you forget that experience? You know what? Maybe we should do this at home. I don't think this gels well with my character. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Um, But what do you think will logistically actually happen to... Like realistically, I don't. Theaters. I don't want the theaters to go. I don't know if it's because I'm attached to them or because I just don't like change. But I don't want them to. Um, but it, there's a very strong possibility. We have to see. It's hard to predict how this will go over. We have to see who, like, how well HBO Max does with this. Well, I think what might happen is it might become more of a, more of a gimmick, and less of a standard. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ooh, the, do collaborate. It might, it might be more of like the big event movies that get like the Ultra AVX theaters and the IMAX theaters, and you have to pay Ooh. money. Maybe the price goes up a little bit. Maybe you have the, um, the VIP theaters that we yeah. have right now, like where you get dinner and a movie, and you have like drinks, and they come and like serve you, and you have these big comfy chairs. 
And it's so expensive that once you see the bill, you vomit into the cup holder on your said chair. And you think, what the hell? This is dinner and a movie. And I just spent like almost $100 on just myself. Yeah. And then you vomitly, vomitly, violently vomit. Okay. I'm having an aneurysm. So you might not be able to see Parasite in theaters anymore. You might not be able to see what other small films you go see in theaters. See, I thought that would have been cool if they're like, we're going to release like all indie pictures straight to VOD and then like save the theater for like big, but also it means like the theaters can downsize. Yeah. And it will save more money. That's what but the other thing is like, I don't know if they're going to do that because the first thing they're releasing is like Wonder Woman. So <laughs> I don't know if it's like going to eventually go that way or they're just, they straight want to make as much because you're not going to make as much money. Warner Bros. won't make as much money off of that or at HBO Max for that matter off the, the deal for their catalog. If they just start releasing only like more independent stuff. Because A, they don't have as much of it because it's Warner Bros. And B, not as many people, unfortunately, like the average person doesn't want to spend $30 to see, you know, an independent thing. Like, do you, have you ever seen the movie Upgrade? Yes, I love Upgrade. Oh, I love it. But like, let's say, I don't think the average person would look at that and say, like the cover of it and say, I don't know any of these people in it, but I'm going to spend $30. I love what's his name. <laughs> exactly you see my point you love what's his name the guy the upgrade guy what's his name yeah exactly dude that's my that's my exact point oh he was in spider-man homecoming as well for a little bit what was name like green something like logan green or something like that i couldn't tell you that's my, that's my point that's my point who would spend 30 dollars i would but not everyone would. I would. I would. But, yeah, not everyone would. But that's the thing. Like, the films that are released, and let me show you, let me tell you the slate of films. Oh, oh I, I, yeah, please do. I've seen it, but it's like, it's ridiculous. Like, it's crazy what they're doing. The, they have 17 movies. Going to be released simultaneously in theaters. And on HBO Max... Including Wonder Woman 1984, The Matrix 4, Yo. Dune, Yo. In the Heights, which I'm excited for, um, The Many Saints of um, Newark, which is the Sopranos reboot thing, and The Suicide Squad. Wow. And I also think, like, do they have Top Gun Matrix? I'm not sure if they do. Maybe. Wait, what? Do they have what? Top Gun Matrix. Top? Maverick. Not Matrix. Maverick. Yeah, I was like, what? There's Top a Gun crossover? <laughs> I feel like those two worlds don't need to collide. No, yeah. Um, That is cool, I guess. Because, you know, if I don't want to risk dying, um, I could watch those movies at home. Mm-hmm. And what they're doing is they're taking advantage. It's easier to access HBO Max than it is to go and find a pirate pirated version of the movie online so they're trying to like get that crowd as well so i get it and i think business-wise it's the thing that's a little upsetting and this is the part because i think it it could change the industry positive positively but it's too early to tell the thing that i get why people are upset is the fact that actors signed contracts with like the studio that way they get a portion of the box office revenue Mm-hmm. so like that's a big deal you know like if you're getting a you get paid for the actual work that you do and then you also get a portion a lot of them i'm not saying everyone does but you get a portion of the box office percentage that's gonna be a big slap in the face when like you only make like two million in the box office because everyone's watching your vod and the contract doesn't say vod and i know they just paid out um Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot. Um, is it Gadot or Gadot? I don't know. Gadot? 
I'm just gonna say Gal Gadot with a bit of an accent, so you can't tell if I which one I said. It's like in the middle. Gal. Gal- yeah. Okay. So yeah, what does that uh, what does that mean for like all the? I know they just got a payout. Um, I think it was like ten million dollars or something like that. <sighs> Essentially, they're like, uh, yeah, sorry, your box office is gone, but uh, shut up and promote this with us. <laughs> well, dude. Oh, that's... That, why are you having such a strong guttural reaction to what I just said? I'm a communist. No, I'm just kidding. But, like, I, <laughs> there's a part of me that is, like, somebody's just, like, given $10 million, and I'm, like... You want to die? Yeah, no, yeah. It, my soul goes, too. They my... got 10 dollars to and they're just essentially getting money to not say this is garbage like um, actors who are like yeah i need to get paid 10 million dollars for a movie why why do you need all that money <laughs> on top of what you already got paid for that movie yeah yeah oh my favorite thing was when like covid started up and like all these celebrities you can see, like, the ego of all these celebrities. Because they would start doing stuff, like, saying, like, I know it's, you know, hard times. We just got to, like, buckle in and, like, handle it. It's like, shut up. You and your, like, 200-acre property. Well, you're, like, telling people, like, you know, Grin and Barrett, who live in, like, a box. And you're you're friggin' playing foosball in your underground pool while friggin' Elton John sings you a lullaby. Like, yeah, it's real easy to bear down for you, isn't it? Because you haven't seen your entire house yet because you can't walk that far in a day. Like, yeah, shut up, dude. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah. Good for you. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Like like when Ellen DeGeneres was like, oh, it's like being in prison. Yeah, and it's like... You're you're like, what? (laughs) Ellen... No shade to Ellen though. If you want me on the on the Ellen show, I'm down. You know, Ellen. I know. I know. There's been like controversy lately, but honestly, I don't care. <laughs> I I I will go out there for you, baby. Like I know you've been your good name's been dragged through the mud this year. You need someone positive. You need someone to replace Twitch. I don't care. I'll do it for the cash. Like I have no shame. I will be out there. I will help you out. I will be out. A, I'm ethnic, so that's good. Mm-hmm. B, I'm positive. I can dance. I put those in the same thing. And then C, I will not talk bad about you, even if you treat me horribly. Okay? Get me on the show. Get me on the show. That's all I'm saying. I have no shame. Okay. Okay. My when, phone number. No, I'm joking. I'm when, when, top, when I accidentally said Top Gun Matrix, yeah. like... I would actually like to see a, a film that stars both Tom Cruise and Keanu Reeves. But that ain't getting any Oscars. Um. <laughs> no, it would it would be like, uh, oh, unless they like, you know, just watch some like weird ass um, face swap technology. They just start like face swapping when like a movie's already made and they, they start face swapping like actors who are white with like actors who are black. <laughs> to get the Oscar. I hope that doesn't happen. My goodness. That would be something. Just, um, it's like blackface, but in the modern era of technology. Like, oh, dude. Siri face. Um, yeah. So, what were we talking about? <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, HBO Max. HBO Max and the the new wave of it's again with the Oscars. We're gonna have to see if whether or not people go to the theaters. I'm gonna maybe go to the theaters. Mm, I'm more likely to go to the drive-in if anything. To be honest, yeah. Hopefully, there Wonder Woman <laughs> 1984 is at the drive-in, so I can go see that. But mm-hmm. yeah. Movies are changing. The world is changing. Times they are changing. So, new year, new new movie industry. 
new movie industry. Let's yeah, dive in and see what all this stuff is. What is this all gonna? What it will tail for our careers and for the careers of many people who are going into the film industry. That's the thing. Like, I, I think this is a less less of a deal for like us because we're still young. And we haven't been jaded by the industry yet, right? This is like a bigger deal for the people who are teaching us in school. Because they've done things their whole lives a certain way. And this one year has just gone, nope. (laughs) Because we're not like in the industry yet, you know? We'd just be like joining with all this change is happening. So it's like, cool, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I was really planning on getting my my sh- a short film that I made for the Oscars. I was really just planning on campaigning it, making it like next week and then just com- yeah. campaigning it for the Oscars. No. No, that's not my life. That is not... Well, you ever, hey dude, if you ever need a person to come there to yeah. fill out <laughs> hit me up, man. I got friends too. <laughs> we'll get you to 30% no time. Oh my gosh. We got you. But we got you know, New Year's resolution, don't lose your goddamn mind. Yeah, please, please don't do stupid things. Yeah. Yes, it's been a tough year for everybody, except for celebrities and their ginormous houses and their deep pockets and their platitudes. Also, no shade to any celebrities, because I just keep doing a denim, because I will one day be one of you. And I, too, want to look down on the peasants. <laughs> okay. Um, but, yeah, please please be nice to each other, guys. And, uh, and don't do stupid things because it's the new year. And don't go to a New Year's Eve party, please. Yeah. Oh, my God. Please don't do that. Well, if you've already done it, then I guess, like... Oh, this could be coming out after that. Yeah. If you've already done it, what are you doing? Tisk tisk. You just risked yourself, like, in, sp- in spreading... A global pandemic for a night that you won't remember in T minus three minutes because you had too many tequila shots and you also had too many jello shots because you thought they were regular jello because you were so drunk from the tequila you couldn't tell the difference. And now you can't remember what happened. You woke up, you probably have COVID, you probably have an STD because that girl sleeping next to you, she definitely looks a little ah. So was it worth it? I ask you that. And the answer is no, it was not. So why did you do it? There you go. I should be a motivational speaker. I killed that. Where, where protection? On, you know. On everywhere now. On everywhere now. Just if you're not having um intercourse in a hazmat suit, I don't know what you're doing. You've clearly, you've undershot some statistics. All right, let's let's do an outro. All right, everybody. That concludes today's episode of Babylon with the boy. I'm your boy, Spencer Chef. Now I'm gonna go guard my petunians. I don't know what those are, but and I don't even know why I said it. Um, come on, Shrek. Okay, I'm your other boy, Crush Your Face, and I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go have some lunch, maybe, maybe, maybe like chill a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a good day. Gonna do it. Relax. Um, and yeah, I have an, another tooth. I'm 20 years old and I grew a tooth. That's a that's a magical thing. <laughs> I've already heard this, but I grew like another wisdom tooth, and it's like coming, it's coming through. Like it was weird. The dental hygienist was like, "In my 13 years of doing this, I've never seen anything like it." I was like, "Perfect." And then make a documentary about me. And she got the 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 head hygienist to like come in and he was like, Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> and then, <laughs> Yeah, I can't do the Jason Bourne strings, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah no, we, it, we're picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, no, you get you get my point. You know the Jason Bourne strings, right? Like if you're watching this, please tell me you know the Jason Bourne strings. I, I I'm not gonna attempt to do them, but I kind of know them. You know what I mean, right? Like you know how like the end of every movie is like like you know that it's the song Strange Ways, but it starts with those strings. Well, do it then. 
the, the, I just did. I suck at it. <laughs> like it's very, it's very hard to do. <laughs> Uh, what am I doing? What am um, I doing? All I've got in my head right now is. Yeah, it's mixing with Fortunate Son because I was singing it in between. Yeah. So now it's like. Some bond. Made with flag. Yeah. CCR's a bop. I really like their version of, um, I put a spell on you. Oh, oh that's dope. Sorry, I'm yawning. Oh, good. It's good. So this may be a little bit of a short episode, but you know, it's an episode. Happy yeah. New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy 2021. May good things come this year. Yeah. Maybe Dude. better than the last. Dude, hopefully, like, 2020 was, like, the Mandarin and Iron Man 3, you know? Like, it started out with, some, some people consider me a terrorist. I call myself a teacherer. The Chinese theater. Like, oh, shit, this guy's gonna kill us all. He, like, blew up our house. And then in, like, 2021, he's gonna be like, oh, I'm just an actor. My name's Trevor. Oh, like, that's... <laughs> We're all hoping for what I'm kind of hoping for. But, uh... Who knows? You know, just be kind to yourself. And are we back to saying keep it, sp- um, stay spicy? Yeah, because holidays are done now. Holidays are done, so you know what? Stay spicy. Spicy.